Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. On Yahoo Sports Radio. Our next guest has been tasked with one of the most difficult coaching challenges in sports, rebuilding both a young team and its culture. Mike Malarkey took over the Tennessee Titans midway through last season with an injured rookie quarterback and a 1-6 and record. During the offseason, the Titans have added young runners, young blockers, young pass rushers, and a new competitive attitude. An attitude their head coach himself needed to develop quickly to survive his own NFL playing career. Malarkey survived in the NFL as an undrafted college free agent and went on to carve out a nine-year career as a tight end. Since then, he served as an offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, Miami, and Atlanta, producing some of the league's most productive offenses. Mike also spent two years as head coach of the Buffalo Bills and one as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars before becoming the interim coach of the Titans last fall, a position that became permanent at season's end. Mike Malarkey, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Great to be a guest. Mike, you've been called an innovative coach, and in Pittsburgh, someone lab- you, labeled you Inspector Gadget because of the many ways you can come up with th- to use Antoine Randall L. and Heinz Ward. I was fortunate to have guys like that. Cordell Stewart, don't forget him. He was, um, you know, I had Slash in that Slash. mix as well. Now, you always favored the Smash Mouth running games. Which is the larger part of your offensive philosophy, Smash Mouth or Trickster? Uh, well, it depends on your personnel. Obviously, I had those guys in Pittsburgh. You know, people thought that maybe I'd change my my philosophy of getting away from some of the the uh, special plays, but I really didn't. I just it was the personnel that I I had surrounded around me, and uh, you know, the, some of those guys were former quarterbacks in college, so it made it really easy to game plan uh, the trick plays. But I, I've always been since since my days as a player in Pittsburgh with Coach Knoll. Uh, I'm I'm a physical, tough, smash mouth. Style is what I've learned and what I've I've believed in since my first day of coaching and my last days as, as a player with the Steelers. Well, I, I covered the Cowboys the year DeMarco Murray won the NFL rushing title. So you're back into that. But with him and, and Heisman Trophy winner Derek Henry in the second round, that's a lot of power running you got in your stable there. Yet the NFL as a whole seems to be abandoning the running game. Is there still a big place for running the ball in the 2016 NFL? I just, you know, I know people say that, but I think if you watch the Super Bowls, the teams that have been capable of running the football have been the the, the playoff teams, the uh, you know, the teams that have won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I I disagree with it. Um, I think balance is really important in this league, both the run and the pass. I think the run helps the passing game, and uh, it's been successful since I've been in coaching um, as a coordinator. It's what we believe in, and. Uh, it's, it's what we're going to do, and that's, that hasn't changed since my days early as a coach. I guess with most rookie quarterbacks, Marcus Mariota had his ups and downs, the downs including 38 sacks in 12 games. How do you go about developing a second-year quarterback when the expectations are so high and you're asking him to play right away? Well, I, one of them uh, we just talked about is the run game. I think that will help him immensely in what we're trying to do here with uh, what we're doing play-action-wise. It, it's a different scheme. Very similar terminology, but different philosophy and scheme um, with what we're doing this year compared to last. Uh, we've done some things protection-wise differently. Um, it's just we understand 
some of the things that took place. You know, we we led the league with sacks, and um, I, I think that comes from a lot of areas. That was including coaching that we uh, subjected our quarterbacks to that uh, situation. But we we know uh, what we need to get better at, and in all those and and we've been practicing it obviously for this off season. After that opener last year, do you think, wow, we got something special here at quarterback? Well, I thought that even before that game started, uh, after being around him for you know training camp and the off season, I thought it was he was a special uh, special player, especially with all the pressure that was put on him from you know as soon as he left, all leading up to the draft. Can he play in a pro style? You've never even seen a glimpse that he's not capable of being a really successful quarterback at this level in the gun or under center. Like this offseason, you pitted different players and position groups in various non-football competitions, including an Ali trivia contest followed by a run of horse between Mariota and Wesley Woodard. What are you trying to create there, and what's the long-term football football value you see in all that? Well, uh, it starts as soon as they walk in the meeting room. There's competition, even though it's friendly competition, and in a very you know we've we've had a various sports going on in that team meeting. It's it's just fun because I know how important it is for guys to win. They're competing for not just their position; they're competing for their side of the ball offensively. And then we have another three we call them the bigs, the mids, and the skill session. So they're not just competing for themselves; they're competing for their teammates, and they know there's a prize at the end of it. And uh, I just we're trying to instill competition from day one with this roster. And, uh, and we're trying to really instill that you can have fun while working hard. And these guys have really, really gone out of their way. When we get on the field, it is all business. And I think they enjoy coming and building every day. Mike, you've been a head coach in Buffalo and Jacksonville, but in both circumstances, you weren't given much time to turn things around. Tom Landry didn't have a winning season in Dallas until his seventh year. How difficult is it to not think short term when it seems patience is in such short supply in the NFL these days, it's it's not it's hard <laughs> not to. But um, you know, you, you have a you have a belief, uh, and I do. I'm, I've been very proud of what what I've done in the other places, regardless of record. There's there are things that anybody in the business knows that we did uh, well, and um, we were very competitive. Um, so I'm proud of some of the situations. I wish I had more time. You know, that's, that, that wasn't the case. And uh, I get another opportunity, which I'm blessed to have. And, and uh, I've been able to surround myself with a lot of coaches uh, that I've had prior experience with. And um, I know the roster already here. I know, I know the guys. It's not like I'm coming into a brand-new situation. And they know me. And uh, I, think it's, I think it's just a different, a totally different circumstance than my prior two stops. You did something few head coaches have ever done uh, when you resigned in Buffalo after your second season over disagreements with some of the management decisions. At that time, was there a concern that you may not get another head coaching opportunity? Well, I'll be honest. I, uh, when we made the decision, it was uh, it was rather, uh, you know, it wasn't like a long drawn out. It was pretty, it was wake up one morning and have a discussion with my wife who I've um, been married to for a long time and has put up with a lot in this business. But uh, we were concerned that I would not get hired, even as a position coach. We did, we did not know how the league would perceive my res- resignation, and we we had a plan. We were going to go down to Florida where our family is, and I was going to teach and coach high school football. And uh, I had no idea how people would, would look at me from my decision. But 
we knew it was the right decision, and I still believe it was. Uh, looking at the team this year, you signed Richard Marshall as a free agent, even though he didn't become a starter in Miami until last year and then missed the final four games of the season with a rib injury. What did you see in him bringing to this offense in general and Marcus Mariota in particular? Well, didn't you see production, you know, when he was playing um, for the Dolphins? He, he, you know, he had some big play potential. Uh, he was very consistent in his play. And, you know, we are trying to, again, bring in players to compete at every position, but especially at the receiver position where we haven't had a lot of production um, since I've been here. You know, we, we needed to have somebody that would come in here and make guys compete and bring us to a different level that uh, will help Marcus develop. You've got DeMarco Murray and uh, Derek Henry in the backfield. How do you plan to split up the work? Uh, I don't plan on split up the work at all with those two. Uh, DeMarco Murray is, is our guy, and uh, we have an answer if for some reason he's not. There's there's no plans of specific numbers of carries for either one. Um, we're going to run DeMarco till he needs a, a blow, and then we're going to bring in somebody just as fresh and uh, as powerful and go with it. So that's the plan. DeMarco knows that. He's known that since five minutes after we drafted Derek and my conversation with him. Yeah, I had him. I had him here in, in Dallas. He's a great receiver as well. He, he's a, you know he's just a, a consummate pro. He has been unbelievable for our locker room. I mean, unbelievable. Hey, Mike, I appreciate your time. Thanks for visiting, and uh, anytime you want to come back on, you're welcome. You got to appreciate it. Good, good catching up with you. Thanks, Mike. We'd like to thank Mike Malarkey for stopping by and wish him the best of luck in this his third endeavor as an NFL head coach. With all those draft picks, a potential franchise quarterback in Marcus Mariota, and a former NFL rushing champion in DeMarco Murray now on his roster, his future should be brighter than it was in either Buffalo or Jacksonville. Coming up next, we have Darren Gant, discussions of NFL training facilities, and our fabulous two-minute drill. This is a Talk of Fame Network. So what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to geico.com 15 minutes ago. 